If you didn't make the revival all three nights, you missed a blessing. Amen. Amen. Received some good word from the Lord this morning. I'm going to get started. I got a lot of preaching, not a lot of time. Amen. Let's all stand for the reading of God's word. And I'm going to start off in Corinthians. I've been preaching on distinguishing the voice. As I said last week, we have, we have over 60,000 thoughts go through our mind in one day. That's a lot of thoughts, amen? 80% of them thoughts, this is a survey, not me, this is what the survey said, 80% of them thoughts can be negative. So we wonder how we don't have the joy of our salvation, amen? How we get drawn away in our walk with Jesus Christ is through the thoughts. And then the number one place that the devil wants to work is in our mind today, amen? How many of y'all wear... Let me, let me start over. How many of y'all wear... Uh, I can't say it. Worry. See, I always, I'm from the country and I say worry. It's alright. Don't worry, be happy. But how many of y'all always worry before it happens? I mean, you make it out to be two times worse than when it actually happened, you made it through it. But before then, and a lot of times the devil will work through your mind and make you so insecure and have so much doubt and fear so many things that we can't be used to God. There's a lot of people that fear keeping people from stepping up and just doing things for God. Fear is keeping them apart in their relationship. Fear is keeping a lot of people religious, but being uh, having a religion and being religious, but not in a relationship. And so, I, I, last week I preached about how we can take those thoughts captive, and and how God, how the devil wants to put a. How many of y'all, we got them downstairs. We got these petitions that we separate classrooms to make more classrooms. We might take one room and, and we'll stretch it out and it'll go all the way to the roof. And we do that so the sound from this room will not bleed over into the sound of this room and everybody's getting mixed messages and nobody can understand what's being taught or being said. And this is what the devil does today. He puts up walls in our minds. He does it when it comes to worship, when it comes to preaching. If you're like me, there's something, I hear what I only want to hear. When it comes to God's Word, we hear what we want to hear. And Paul says, listen, if we're going to walk accordingly, take the whole counsel of God's Word. Amen? And it keeps us out of that relationship. In Colossians, in Colossians chapter 2, Paul talks about this world and the things in this world that that, that can separate us in, in our relationship with God. How many of y'all believe the world can separate you in your relationship with Jesus Christ, really draw you away? Amen? If you think you can live like the world, smell like the world, and come in here on Sundays and be the most holiest person, it won't work. It has to be a Monday through Saturday walk with Him. And He starts off in that first verse. He says, as, He says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, here's the key, so walk in Him, amen? Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy. Talking about the world's philosophy, not, not through Christian morals and principles and doctrines, but through the world's philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, and not 
according to Christ. Heavenly Father, we just love You this morning. Lord, I pray that we can hear Your voice in the middle of the storms that we get in each day and each week of our life. We're going to walk into a storm. We're going to be in trials. But Lord, can we filter Your voice among all the 60,000 thoughts that come through our mind today, Lord. Show us how to filter and hear Your voice so we can walk in Your will and Your purpose and Your design that You have for us, Lord. We give You the praise today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. It's amazing how the mind works. Just last night when me and Casey was coming to revival, Evelyn left early and she said, I've got to go early and do some stuff. You and Casey can ride together and preach to each other all the way to church. She just didn't want to hear more preaching. And so, me and Casey rode together and we was talking and really we wasn't talking that much. I mean, we'd say a little bit. We was both looking out the window. I had things on my mind about church and revival, and he had things. And we'd, I'd look over and say something, and we'd both look out the window, and all of a sudden, we go past Don's Country Butcher, and we're coming into town, and we go over that hill, and Casey starts slowing down. He's fixing to turn off onto a side road right there, uh, going up to Fleetwood and stuff. I said, Casey, what are you doing? He goes, oh, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know what I was doing. And he just kept going. I said, you got a lot on your mind? He goes, you know what I was had on my mind? He said, you remember that night last year when I came up and at the end of Obear Road? hope this person in here this morning. If he is, maybe he got saved. Remember that at the end of Obear Road, that guy was drunk and there was beer cans and bottles laying outside of his truck and we just knew he was going to walk up on a body that was just mangled in that truck. We both climbed up the side of it and looked over in there and we didn't know what we was going to see. It was dark. I had the, uh, That's when I had the good car and... Had the lights shined on it, and Casey, we both it was laying on its side, and we climbed up and looked in it, and and boy, we both climbed up that truck looking in. I said, "We're going to see a bloody mangled body because it doesn't roll over a couple times." As we looked in, looked in the bottom, <laughs> and there was tons of stuff, CDs, everything covering this old guy up, and 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 I said, "You all right in there? Are you alive?" He goes, yeah, I'm alive. Help me get my truck back on. It's all four tires. i got to get out of here before the police come. <laughs> That's the least of your worries. <laughs> Casey said, let's get in the car and leave. <laughs> and so we got down the road. Casey calls 911. And they come there. We come back from town. And the guy's getting it up on a truck, you know, and I guess they hauled the guy off or whatever, I don't know. But as we was driving down yesterday, coming to church, he just stopped. And he went to turn in. I said, what are you thinking about? He said, you know, we, we got to talk. He said, I was thinking about that night when we drove up on that truck. He said, isn't it amazing how your mind... He said, have you ever drove somewhere, George, where you drove like 15 minutes and you got to this destination and you get out and you go, how did I get here? I don't remember passing through... Did I run that stoplight? Did I run over anybody on the bypass? Amen? I don't know about y'all, but it's happened to me. Me and Case, that's why we think alike. And so, he said, while we were sitting here, my mind went back. He said, I'm on this road, and I don't live here, but this road reminded me that night, me and you drove on that wreck. And he said, while I'm driving... He said, my mind's thinking about that wreck. And them cars, he said, the cars up there stopped. And I started slowing down. He started pulling off the side of the road like we was going to go get out and look. He said, it reminded me. He said, I just thought we was back. And I thought, boy, he's preaching that too. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but our mind 
It's amazing how our mind can drift. And our mind can hear so many thoughts and so many voices in one day. And, and especially when we get into a storm or a, a trial in our life, we're going through a circumstance in our life, it's really hard to distinguish the voice of God in the direction we need to go or the decision we need to make. Amen? At the time of a big decision, how do we hear the voice of God? At a time that God is wanting to direct us, and even we're all going to go through trials, amen? We're going to go through some hard times. We're going to go through the storms of life. That's why I entitled this, sometimes life is not a cruise ship, but it's a battleship. I love that picture. The back half is a battleship, and the front half is a cruise ship. But it's, life is not a cruise ship. It's going to be a battleship, and there's going to be some battles we go through, and we've got to be able, in the midst of all the warring that's going on in our mind, and all the thoughts, we gotta still got to be obedient to Jesus Christ. Bring all those thoughts into captivity under the obedience of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Because we do not war against the flesh, we war against the spiritual against spiritual. Amen? And there's so many things going on in the heavenlies. You say, boy, I've been going through a bunch. Thank God He, he is winning a lot of wars in the heavenlies and the spiritual that you're not even having to go through. If, you, if He let go of all that and let you go through that, you wouldn't be here today. Amen. Amen? We'd be so down and out. And so in the middle of the storms of life, we got to distinguish the voice of God. Right when you feel like there's no hope, you've had a bad week, and you feel like, I just can't go no more, you're carrying the burden of dread. How many of you ever carry the burden of dread? How many of y'all's ever dreaded going to the job? I know y'all are all a bunch of great workers and you just love it and you kiss the boss when you go to work. Sometimes you dread. Amen? It's just a burden and it just piles up and piles up upon you. Just a burden. Filtering the voice of God in the storms of life. Look, and I love this story in Acts. Wait, let me stay right there. Go back to, that. Go back to Colossians real quick. Uh, Michelle, I love this. As you therefore, here's one way we can do it. As we therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. So if we're saved, God says, walk with me in my relationship with me. Have an intimate time with me. Learn to hear my voice. Learn. I guarantee you if, if uh, one of the babies was over here on this end of the congregation day and the mothers and father was over here and I had four or five babies and I had one just to jump up and just started crying, the mother and dad could recognize that voice. Amen? Amen. I've been in Walmart, and I, and I try to be quiet, but I'm in Walmart, and I've got a loud voice, and I'll be around the aisle sometimes talking to somebody, and just, you know, Melvin always tells me, you've got to put on your inside voice. I'll be out eating a restaurant and I'll be across from her and I'm talking real loud and talking about hunting or fishing and what went up. She goes, put your inside voice on. <laughs> and so I, there's been times I've been in Walmart and I'll be talking to him and somebody will come around and I knew that voice. That's Brother George Vincent right there. I heard him talking. <laughs> Isn't it amazing when you're around somebody you, you, you can recognize their voice out of all the voices you could recognize your kid screaming. And that's the same way we need to do with our, with our Heavenly Father. Out of all the voices that are coming at us every day, all week long, recognizing our Father's voice. Believe me, if I'm 45 years old. My dad was sitting here today. And all of a sudden he said, George William! 
I would know that that's my dad. Out of all y'all, when did he get here? I mean, I just know his voice. And, and the only way we're going to understand that, we've got to learn to walk with Jesus Christ. Not just on Sunday mornings, not just uh, any other time, but in every day, walk out our faith. When we walk out our faith, we recognize the voice of God because we're around Him. It's hard to recognize someone when you're not around them. Now look what he says in the next verse, in verse 7. He says, rooted. He uses a farming term here. Rooted. Get down deep. Rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. This is the law of our problems. This is why people sometimes are, and I'm just going to say it, church hoppers. They never have a continuous walk with Jesus Christ through the good times and the bad times. You've got to walk through it all. Amen? When you're a child of God, you're going to have some up times, you're going to have some bad times, but you've just got a consistent walk with you. There's a lot of people when things get bad, even in the church or even in a marriage today, when it gets bad, I'm gone. I'll find somebody else. That's, the, that's what Paul is saying. That's the philosophy of the world. If you're not happy, leave. Amen? And he says, being rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith, knowing... How do I get established in the faith? As you have been taught. Have you been taught? Through the Word of God. This is how we build up our faith. Faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. If we do not, if we listen, guys, if we do not ingest God's word, we're not going to be built up when the storms come, and we're going to be like a tumbleweed just rolling wherever the winds of this world take us. That's where we'll go. And I don't know about y'all, but I love my wife a little more than just a tumbleweed out of it when things get tough. I love my kids a whole lot more than just a tumbleweed out of it when. And I know y'all don't do this. But the preacher does, and sometimes we have misunderstandings. Oh! <laughs> Amen? Amen? Some of y'all are going to have one when you get out of here. We're going to have a great service. God's going to speak to you, and you're all the way home. Some of y'all have done it. I can tell while you look on your face. Might have done it on the way here. <laughs> Let Jesus speak to you. Amen? But we've got to get grounded in God's Word. Know what you stand for. I just go to church. I believe in Jesus. Hey, Amen, I believe in Jesus. And I preach in Jesus. But you've got to know what Jesus stood for. Amen? So to build up your faith. And then we can distinguish. Some of us wouldn't know if, if someone come in and quoted something to us. I don't know if that's right or if that's wrong. or that's, I, I don't know if that preacher's preaching. or You know, I always tell people, don't take everything I say. Look in your Bible. Amen? I'm going to preach as close, as close as God's Word as I can, but you better back it up by having the living Word open. Looking at it. Abounding in the faith. And listen, there's a lot of us that are not abounding in the faith. I mean, we're just moping around. As soon as one bad thing's happened, we fall apart. We worry. Thank you. That sounds so better when I can say worry. Man, that's better. I'm right at home with that word. 
I mean, we have doubt, and the devil don't want us to do anything more than to wreck your faith and to bring in insecurity and doubt and fear. This is how he can kidnap the church. Amen. He can kidnap the church by having us doubt, 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 fear, insecure. If he can do that, and listen, the devil is kidnapping the church today. Because we're not, we're, not, we're not rooted and built up and abounding in our faith. How many of y'all were looking this morning when you come to church for God to speak to you? I mean, excited. Say, God, I'm ready. You know, there's some people in some churches today, they didn't know if God was going to speak or if He did, He did. That's okay. If He don't, that's alright too. But that's when it kills us on the warship. Because this week, you may not be getting on a cruise ship. For some of us, we may be on a warship. And we got to learn how to battle them voices. And God, where do I go? What do I do? Michelle, go to Acts. I love Acts. Paul, the story in Acts, chapter 27, is when Paul is on a ship. He's been sentenced to go to Rome and, and go in front of Caesar. He's, God's already told him he's going to Rome. God told him this. And he's on this ship and they get into a bad storm and Luke is with him. Luke was a doctor and Luke is writing these accounts. Luke wrote the book Acts. And he's with Paul and there's another man with Paul that was kind of Paul's assistant. And they're on this ship with 276 people. They're on a grain ship going from Egypt, but they're going, going to these islands. Look what it says. Paul starts in verse 8. It says, Passing with difficulty, we came to a place called Fair Havens, near the city of Lycia. Now when much time had been spent, and sailing was now dangerous because the fast was already over, Paul advised them, Here's what he said. Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster and much loss. Not only the cargo and the ship, but also our lives. Here's what you think. Man, we might want to think about this. This is the Apostle Paul. This is the man that, that has... He got saved on the road to Damascus. God doing great things through his life. He's, he's on three missionary journeys. This man is a man of God. But all the people on the ship said, I'm not listening to the preacher, I'm listening to the captain. Amen? I'm going to listen to the sailor, not a preacher. And it says, Nevertheless, the centurion was more persuaded by the helmsman and the owner of the ship than the things spoken by Paul. And because the harbor was not suitable in winter, the majority advised to set sail from there also, if by any means they could reach Phoenix and harbor of Crete, opening toward the southwest and northwest and winter there. When the south wind blew softly, supposing they had obtained their desire, they put out to sea, they sailed across by the island of Crete. But not long after, a tempest head wind arose. It's called a typhoon. A typhoon comes up. And when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. Man, we just let the wind take us wherever we go. They lost control. How many of you ever felt like you've lost control? They felt like they have lost control and said so they give up and just let the ship blow wherever it could blow. And running under the shelter of an island called Claudia, we secured the skiff with difficulty. 
When they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship, and fearing lest that they should run aground in Sirtis Sands, they struck sail and were driven on some more. And because we were exceedingly tossed, the next day they lightened the ship. On the third day, we drew the ship's tackle overboard. With our, we threw it with our own hands, threw it overboard. Now when the sun... Now this, this is really bad. Now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days, and no small tempest beat on us, here we go, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. But after long exodus from the food... Here's, here, I love what Paul says here. Paul sounds just like a woman in this verse. Hey Amen. Listen to this. Listen to this. You don't believe me? Listen. Then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me. Amen. And not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart. For there will be no loss of life among you, but only this ship. For there stood by me this night an angel of God, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, Do not be afraid. Do not worry. Do not be insecure. Do not lose hope. He said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all of those who sailed with you. Therefore, take heart, men, for I believe God. You've got to remember that. I believe God. He says, I believe God that it will be just as if it was told to me. However, we must run aground on a certain island. Can you imagine? This story is in Acts. This is a story of Paul. Paul, this was his third shipwreck. Paul was on three shipwrecks. He had been beaten with rods. He had been stoned. He said he had been beaten 39 times, whipped. He said, I've been on three shipwrecks. And this is one of them. He said, I have hope because God, even in the midst of all the storms and everything happening in my life, Paul said, whether I'm being beat, whether I'm being stoned, whether I'm preaching the Word of God, I always have hope and I believe in God that, listen, God always gives me hope in Him. He's always going to give me strength. It may not be the way I want it to be. It may not be the path that I thought I should walk, but God knows the best best direction and purpose for my life. That is very hard for humans with our minds to comprehend because we know what's best for us. That's why we need to, number one, we need to, y'all can write this down, in your middle of a storm, we need to learn to follow the Holy Spirit and not our senses. It, go back to that, Michelle. All the way back up to the top, it said, Paul said, listen guys, we don't need to sail this away. And they said, we're not listening to a preacher. We're listening to the sailors and the captain of the ship. They've, Paul, how many times have you sailed? Three times. Okay. How many times have you sailed? I've logged in 1,165 hours, and that's not even including wicked tuna. Amen? Some of y'all get that on the way home. Some of y'all need to get it. Amen? He says, guys, don't sail this away. Me and I perceive... He said... He said, "Never go back to that one before that. Men, I perceive that this voyage will end with disaster. And they turned around and followed the captain. It is very easy to follow our senses. How many of you like to do what you feel? If it feels good, you feel good. Amen? How many of y'all have had... Listen, when you follow your senses, there's been many a times 
I've had to zip my lip or not push send on that email. Some of y'all have too. I mean, if it was left up to my senses, mm, knock them down in the name of Jesus. Amen? (laughs) Fleshly desires is what always gets us in trouble. That's why you can't rely on your senses. Senses doesn't see the future. God does. By me not saying that word or sending that email, or there's times when I'm at home and my wife is an angel. Most of the time. But there's times when I've got to... around her. I mean, I want to lay it out there. I mean, I want to lay the wood. But i got to figure out, is this skunk worth the fight? Amen? Because even though the war's over, the stink will be there a long time. And so there's times when i got to realize, and it's really true, we need to choose our battles. In our marriages, in our home, in our churches. If it ain't worth fighting for, leave it alone. Quit stirring the pot. Amen? we got some church people, all they want to do is stir the pot. They're not happy. They can't be just happy going to church. This will be great. What a scenario. Go to church. Get, I mean, the, the heavens open up. A bright light shines on them. Touches them by the hand of Jesus. They come to the altar. They repent. Woo-hoo! That's a new word in church. Come on. They get up and leave there just gloriously touched by the hand of God. Wouldn't that be a great scenario? They get touched and they got to stir. Oh, it was a great service, but you won't believe what happened here. You know, you know what so-and-so did? You know what so-and-so did here? You, know, you won't believe what I heard said in church. Yeah. And they just go from pew to pew, stirring the pot. I know God's... That's because they haven't just filtered the voice of God over the devils. And the devil's very good at using church people for church stuff. Very good. If we can't learn to filter the voice of God... We're blowed around just like by every little wind, every new fad that comes up in the church. And I want to be relevant. Amen? Want to be a rebel? I don't wear a suit and tie to preach. I, uh, somebody asked me, they said, won't you? you know, our preacher wears ties and a jacket. I said, it don't make him preach no better. <laughs> he might look better. He might, look, he might live up to that doctorate degree. But it's not about how much you know about God. It's how much do you really know God. Amen. God is looking for... There's some people who have been in church 40 years. and I'm going to get on my Sunday school. It's alright. I taught this in Sunday school. There's, been, there's some people who have been in church 40 years and they know more about God, but they really don't know God. They can't distinguish His voice in the middle of a storm. They're just heirlooms in the church. My grandma's on the backboard in memory of. My grandpa's on the backboard in memory of. And one day I'll be in memory of. Sometimes you're going, when's that going to be? Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Y'all going to send me an email this week. I can already see it. But it's more than about having your name on a pew. Do you really know Jesus? Does the church really know? When does God speak to us as a church body? Are we got so many thoughts 
man, 60,000? Well, by now there's 30,000 today, 30,000, 30,000, 30,000, 30,000, 30,000. Go from front to back. Look how many thoughts have been through our minds since we arrived at church. Some of y'all is already thinking, I wish you'd hurry up. I got a place I got to go eat. I can see it. That thought has come through there. Erase it. He's not done yet. <laughs> Amen. We got to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit in times of storms and not how we feel. If I did everything on how I feel, there's some Sundays I don't feel like preaching to you. I've heard too much talk and the preacher said this and he don't like this and that. I don't want to preach to you then. I'll just sit down and Tim, you take over. Amen? There's so, I don't feel like preaching every Sunday. I don't feel like jumping up and going to church and having to lead a bunch of Israelites out of Egypt. Whining and banging and moaning and don't like this and we got to have this. We don't... I've got to distinguish between all of that what is still right for this church. God, let me know. I love it. Last week I had a preacher call me. Their church is growing and doing great. He says, Brother George, we're doing good, man. We're growing. People are being saved. He said, I don't understand it. There's still people griping and complaining and we've had like 50 baptisms in nine months. He said, the other day we had nine baptisms and one Sunday. And after it was over, a man on the way out said, we really need to start watching our bathrooms in the gymnasium in the Life Center. They're really getting dirty on Wednesday nights. And I said, well, how many you got going? He said, we got a bunch of kids, but we hardly had any nine months ago. I said, here's what you do. He said, well, how do you handle people like that? I said, take a chair, put it by the bathroom door and said, brother, you're the door monitor this Wednesday night. <laughs> Amen? He said, the guy said, oh no, I can't do that. I'm busy. That's what I thought. Let's move on. Amen? <laughs> Let's move on to better stuff. Mark that thought off. That's the way people are. That's the way they are. And you can't go out of... You've got to follow the Spirit. Even in all the voices, God... It may be so loud, you've got so many voices going on the job, God will whisper. It may be a whisper and say, Tanya, listen. Jerry, listen. Chris, it's me. He may not show up in a big worship session where the drums are loud and the preacher's loud. It may, that's why he says, be still and know that I'm God. In the quiet times, God speaks. There's some people, if they can't have a shout in service, God wasn't there. That's wrong. Ask Elijah. He wasn't in the earthquake and he wasn't in the fire, but he was in a small, still voice. Amen? And listen, I love shouting services. I, I'm a shouting Baptist. Amen? I mean, some of them call me Baptocostal, but I, I love it. Call me whatever you want. I love Jesus. Amen? And I want this church to love Jesus. That's it. Just love Jesus and love people and see God move and, and, and let's throw all that other junk 
filtered out of our minds. Amen? Just Jesus. Go back to Acts real quick. Next verse. But long after absence from the food, Paul then stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed. Now, Paul's got them where he wants them. He said, of all these voices on the ship, 276 voices saying, Paul doesn't know what he's doing. Paul said, I still, even though that y'all were giving me doubts, even though, how many of y'all ever had God speak to you and you still doubted God when He spoke to you about it? God has spoke something to me before and I'd say, mm God, that ain't right. Go back and check your planner because it ain't right. You want me to do what? That'll never work here. And see here, and that works as pastors, but even churches do it. When God's wanting a new fresh move, move fresh in a new way in their church, that'll never work here. We ain't never done that before. I mean, they shut it off all of a sudden. How do you know if it's never done it? How do you know it won't work? Man, I got a great concept this week. Got it from Randy Titsworth. I'm always coming with this. Here's what happens. Usually when we go somewhere to a, a revival or a church service and, and over at Mountain Pine, Tim, one night I had Tim and Trey Hand and Randy Titsworth and Chad Haynes and I had four or five guys. We all rode together. We come back home after dark and we got out and it don't take... All they got to do is just speak something and out. It'll, I mean, they pulled my cord. I was ready. I started preaching almost. Started, I mean, remember that night? Man, it was good. We stood in the driveway for an Mevlin called me and said, Where are you at? And I said, I'm in the driveway with all these guys. Man, we're having just a go-to-church meeting. I'll be home in a little bit. Bye. <laughs> and man, we talked and just... They talked and I'd preach some more and we'd talk. And man, it was good. Had prayer before we left. And me and Casey did it all three nights. Man, we was on the porch. We was in the living room. We was out in the yard. And it's a good concept. Any test word come up? I did. It was his. He had a good word, but I'm gonna run with it. He said, "Oh man, I wish I could have come to Brother George's last night. Casey is over there. They was having driveway church." <laughs> you know how I am with ministry. We're gonna turn driveway church into something real. We're gonna have driveway Bible studies. We're gonna have driveway this. We're gonna meet. We gonna. I mean, God's. He's giving it. It's gonna be great. Y'all just stay tuned. Amen. <laughs> Men, you should have listened to me. We need to, you, need to, you need to distinguish when a person is following the Holy Spirit or following their flesh. We need to have friends in the church. You need to distinguish between are they following their flesh or are they following the Spirit? Are they following their senses, how they feel? Or are they following the Holy Spirit? We need to distinguish... Then you say, well, Brother George, I just, I don't know, I can't, I, I'm doubtless, I don't have no fear, I mean, I'm fearing everything, I got insecurity. You just got to stay focused. In, in the middle of the storm, no matter how bad it is, you've got to stay focused on Jesus. Because the devil's going to do so much to get your eyes off of Jesus. If I looked at my circumstances all the time, I'd be one Amen. pouting puppy. Amen. 
Amen? Amen. I'd pout to you all. If I came in here as your pastor and I kept my eyes on the circumstances of people and what they say and the gossip and the negativity and the yang-yang. I try to tell our leaders, you've got to filter it or you cannot lead a church. Let them moan. Let them be negative. But for me and my house, we're serving Jesus. Let them cry. You say, you're mean. I said, no. I'm not mean. I'm not getting caught up into your senses. I want to get caught up in the Spirit. I don't want to play your games. Walk with Jesus or don't. It's easy. You can't walk the fence. Well, Brother George, the grass is greener over there. I know it is, but there's a septic tank over there. <laughs> Amen? Walk with Jesus. Paul said, go to the next where he said, take heart. Here's what Paul told him. Get your eyes off your circumstances. I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss among you today. Guys, i got good news and bad news. Good news is we all live. Bad news is we won't have a boat. It's gone. But the good news is we live. Take heart. Don't take heart in your own talents. Don't take heart in your own knowledge. Take courage in Jesus Christ. Guys, I've listened to y'all. I've listened to y'all on this boat for 14 days. I've distinguished God's voice every time. I've filtered His voice. Some of y'all want to do... You know, a lot of us are spur-of-the-moment people. Amen? We do whatever is good at the spur of the moment. You know, my tire's wobbling on the front tire. You know, it's, you've had it paid for a month. Amen? My tire's wobbling. It's time to get a new car. Oh, let's go get a new car. Okay, bop down there. Then you're back in payments for seven more years. Amen? Spur of the moment. We got spur of the moment church people. Amen? They hot one minute and they cut his ice and two Sundays later. I love you, Brother George. I love your sermons. God is great. He's in Pleasant Hill. He's on fire. Sign me up. I'll volunteer. I'll do this. And two weeks later, I'm... You ain't even picking up the phone. What happened? You followed your senses and not the Holy Spirit. Because when you follow the Holy Spirit... You start to filter the doubt, what people say. Listen, if, if, if I listen to everything everybody said to me in the last 17 years of my preaching about how I preach and what I do and the church here and what we do, and how, I would have done quit. But God didn't call me just to quit because somebody said something about George and Arden Felix. <laughs> Sometimes God wants to tell you, suck it up! <laughs> Amen? Suck it up! Quit whining how bad you got it. Get off your circumstances and focus on the cross. Because that's what Paul got him to do. He got him off his circumstances and got him focused on the cross. And I don't have time for the rest of that sermon. That's part two, three, four, and five. They all lived, but the boat was destroyed by listening to a man that followed the Spirit and didn't do what felt good. At that time, 
We can't always do what just feels good. We've got to do what lasts in God's Word. Amen? There's a song that I love. I'm going to close with this. Kurt Franklin. Oh, yeah. Any of y'all heard Kurt Franklin? I, I like him. He's got this song, My Life is in His Hands. Here's what it says. You don't have to worry and don't you be afraid. Joy comes in the morning. Troubles, they don't last always. Remember, it's a season. For there's a friend in Jesus who will wipe your tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. With Jesus, I can take it. With Him, I know I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. So when your tests and your trials, they seem to get you down. And all your friends and loved ones, and this will happen, are nowhere to be found. Remember there's a friend in Jesus who wipes them tears away. And if your heart is broken, just lift your hands and say, I know that I can make it. And I don't sing. And I know that I... Can you know how that goes, Kim? Man, I wish I could cut you loose on that one. I know that I can stand. No matter what may come my way, my life is in your hands. Listen, guys, nothing is impossible when we put our life in His hands. Maybe, maybe that's why we've been struggling. You say, well, Brother George, you ain't, you ain't preached about this. What about when I make a bad decision and I brought storms onto myself? Have you ever done that? I mean, sometimes I get sucked into storms and sometimes it's just life. But sometimes I sin and make bad decisions and that's why I'm having trouble is from my decisions. You say, well, what does God do then? Does He just kick you off the boat? No! He says, start right where you... You can't do nothing about the past. You can't change your past, but you can change the meaning of your past. Start now, repent, and go forward. Follow me. Put your life in my hands. Quit letting the devil beat you up over your past. Because every time you step up, and the people in this church do it, you step up and start to... You may come to church one Sunday, two Sundays, three Sundays, four Sundays, five Sundays, and man, you're really starting to like the church and feeling loved and the devil reminds you of your past. You know what you used to do? You know, you used to run around with them old boys. They were some pretty bad... They were, remember that parties at school y'all had? Them party people are sitting on the other side of the building. Guess what? They need Jesus and you need Jesus and He'll all bring us together. Amen? Amen. When we put our life in His hands. It's not about your past. It's about changing the meaning of it. Amen? We all have past. Amen? How many of y'all has got a past? Raise your hand. We all got them. Don't let... Hey, you need to shut the door on that closet. Tell the devil, I'm shutting the door. Yes, I know I had a bad past, but I'm saved now. The past is the past. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. I'm not who I used to be. That's a testimony. Can you say that today? I'm not who I used to. If you can't say that, you need Jesus. Because
Because you've just turned over a bunch of leaves, but you ain't really got saved. You got feelings. And you got sins. Because when you get saved, you don't like going away from Jesus. You want to keep coming to Him. He may have to wake me up, Levi, but He'll bring me back to Him. He may allow me to go through stuff, but if, if once I'm His, He's always pulled me back to Him. Amen? Where are you at this morning? Maybe you're going through a storm this morning. How many of y'all had a storm last week? Might have been a little one. Let me ask this. How many of y'all have ever went through a storm? If you, you say, well, bud, some of y'all want, not me, not me. Hang on, sister, it's coming. And it's going to be blowing hard. Like a typhoon. Are you going to be able to distinguish the voice of God? Is God calling... God? I believe God is calling more people to step up in this church, but they will not do it because they either don't have time or the devil is showing them their past or they're, they're doubting they can do it. Man, I doubt... I still can't preach. Amen? And I really doubted when God called me. There's no way I could stand up there and preach over ten minutes. Praise God, we got a victory, amen? It's all about priorities, folks. I'm gonna, listen, Tim told me this a while ago before we started, and I loved it. He said he stopped down here to... Was it the Mexican? The Mexican... We always go down here to the... Uh, what's the name of that? Some of y'all called Me Poblitos. That's what we'll call it. And so... Tim went in there and it's like, you know, he goes in there. Well, he's in there all the time. We go in there on Sundays all the time and, and we know the guys in there. And Tim goes in there and he sees Tim dressed up like he's going to church. And I mean, this is church clothes. And uh, Tim comes in the next night and he's got the same digs on. And comes in last night and says, Man, you got church? He goes, Yeah, we're in revival. We've had church here the last three nights. And you're going to have church tomorrow? <laughs> Tim said, yes. He goes, ooh, that's a lot of church. <laughs> Amen? We need a lot of church. But listen, it's not so much we need a lot of church. There's a lot of churches having church. We need a lot of Jesus Amen. to change our hearts in them church. Amen? Let's all stand quietly. Heavenly Father, I thank You for today. Lord, if there's someone here going through a storm today, maybe, Lord, they're going through a trial. It might be in their marriage. It might be financial. It might be relational. Whatever it may be, Lord, I pray that You would help them this morning to discern Your voice in the middle of all the opinions, all the world philosophy, and just walk with You, Lord. That's what You called us to do. You saved us to walk with You. Not to walk according to the world. Not to listen to all the world's opinions and how they would do it, but how, what does Your Word say I need to do right now in my situation? The government can't tell me. The schools can't tell me. But my Lord and Savior knows exactly what I need right now. Right now in that trial that you're going through. Some of y'all may have a big decision you've got to make. Are you listening to the voice of God or are you trusting your senses? Whatever this morning. I pray that you'd come and get confidence this morning. Some of y'all may be carrying a burden of dread. You're dreading coming home when you get off work to your marriage, to your home. What a terrible state to be in. When you get off work. Home should be a place you come 
And you can't wait to get there because family's there. Amen? Same way with church. If you dread coming to church, something's wrong with your heart. But Brother George, it's them people. It's not them people. It's you. It's you. Well, you don't understand my boss. It's not about your boss. It's about you. You don't know my wife or my husband. It's not about them. It's about you. Because that's the heart that God's looking at right now. This is the heart that God is trying to chip away all the hard stuff to get to just so you can feel His love and His presence again. So He can wash you clean and you can be refreshed and revived. But, but God's not going to force Himself on you. He wants you to surrender. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to surrender. But you'll never experience Jesus if you did it at salvation. You didn't get saved without surrender. But even after you're saved and walking and, and these things of life burden us down, sometimes to be able to drop that load of bricks that's just weighting you down, you've got to surrender. You've got to humble yourself in the sight of God and say, God, I cannot do this no more on my own. And sometimes we need to do a lot less praying and a lot more listening to what God has to say to us this morning. Wherever you're at, you may feel yourself a long ways in a relationship with God. You used to be on fire with Him. Man, you just used to be really involved in church. Won't you just filter all them voices this morning and come to the voice of Jesus? Lord, have Your way in this altar service, in this altar call, Lord. And all God's people said, Amen. Come this morning right where you're at. Don't let them voices dictate your future. Your, don't let them dictate the rest of the day. You don't let them dictate God next week. Because them voices will dictate your life. Let it be God's voice.